1: Welcome back to Podside, everyone. Uh, this is, of course, Carlo, and uh, I I do have my two currently most returning guests, almost guest co-hosts. Uh, give it up for Chris and hey. Kurt. Hi, <laughs> hello. And by the way, by the
2: way, Carlo, um, I have to say that uh, for a long time I was I was quietly keeping track of of like. Uh, of like, could I become the the most frequent podside uh, guest? And I probably am now, but I had taken myself out of the running because I thought I thought I had become at least a temporary co-host. But now I find out that I'm just fucking garbage like all the rest, but at least at least I'm back at the top of that list because yeah. because it was funny. It was previously like, I think it was like you and uh, Emma were ahead mm-hmm. of me um and uh and then you became a co-host and i was like well now i just need them to get emma to be a co-host and then i will be on
1: top <laughs>
2: and then i will be king there you go
1: so, so soon kurt you'll get a, a text message about how i need you to come in a little early even though it's on your day off <laughs> and, and you're you're very welcome to post that on all the social media that you can what does you
0: do around here, Kurt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need you to come in on a Saturday and podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so folks, we're gonna do uh, a little. We did a little light Hugo uh, reading, and uh, and boy, are i our eyes tired. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna just sort of go over uh, the short fiction only because we are not reading all of it. <laughs> uh, th- there's sadly not enough time uh, in a week to do all of that uh with me having a day job and and other interests uh so uh this is just going to be like we're going to go over uh what we read uh in the short fiction category and we're going to at the end probably discuss a little bit about it and see which one we would want to win and then go over which ones we think hmm. Are oh. going to win, yeah,
3: Carlo? I
2: I actually think that we should um, just make some extremely uninformed guesses uh, oh, yes. for for all the categories. Honestly, including ones um, where it's yes. stuff like like the long form editors who I know like <laughs> one of.
3: them. <laughs> yes. I,
2: I think I think it would be fun to just to just uh, oh, to just well, make well, some random hold guesses. On.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I will. I, we, we could definitely do that. I mean, yep. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Let, you know, this is podcaster's privilege. I can do, you know, all sorts of stuff <laughs> without any research whatsoever. Uh, but I do at least need to pull up the the full Hugo Award. Uh, the, there's uh, one thing that jo- Joe
0: Biden and I have in common, and it's our ability to Blarney. So let's get let's get to it.
1: <laughs> oh, I see you, you. You you two have kissed that piss covered rock. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I don't. Don't know if this is apocryphal i i heard once that uh the the locals near the blarney stone will uh, you know nights before on uh, nights before the uh the tourists come to uh, visit the blarney stone and do the you know the entire ritual what a, you know whatever that is and they will piss on it
0: mm-hmm. well i mean that, that's that's how you keep it magic right
1: well it's <laughs> you know honestly it's, it's a way to sterilize it from yeah, back in the that's day. right yeah just making it very sterile for the people to kiss. There you go. Um, anyway, so uh, do we want to get straight into it? Uh, do we want to in, 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 talk about what we have been drinking already? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Chris, go ahead. Yes, Tell me I, what, what PD Scotch wonderfulness oh. have you been drinking?
0: Well, uh, that was a, um, I don't have that in front of me, actually. Um, I think it was a, uh, Dewar's. um, it was real cheap, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but I, I, have moved on to, uh, an IPA by Pizza Boy, which is a local brewer next to me. Uh, it's called Orange Juice. Uh, Futures and it has a Simpsons-esque drawing of Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy from Trading Places. I was and going to
1: ask if it was a Trading Places <laughs> reference because- It does. Good,
0: strong Philadelphia movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and um, so it's a New England style IPA with cara-cara orange juice and zest and it is delicious.
1: What is the difference between a New England style IPA and a regular one? It's
0: unfiltered, I believe is the difference. So it's a, it's a cloudy IPA.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. Like, i believe that's what well, we, we would that call broad- it like a, that is broadly correct one.
0: that is broadly
2: oh. correct it's also um it's they, they also usually add um they, they usually don't use uh claratives uh which are which are non-non-filtration based things that um bind to particulates in the beer to make them drop out of suspension because even mm. even like unfiltered beer you, normally the haze will f- will like sink down to the bottom. Um, oh, gotcha. So I, I think that New England IPA often has like they'll use like a like a wheat germ or something. I forget what it is. It like an additive that 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 gives it like a permanent haze. Uh, rye, rye beers often have that naturally. Also, mm. this is this has been Kurt's Brewer's Corner. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I was going to say like the the beer pedant has logged on. <laughs> I am
2: well, I am I am a uh, a a BJCP certified beer server. Not not beer judge although i i did i did do the course and i i passed uh uh the written test i just didn't do the um the 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 uh,
1: taste test so. so so what is uh bgp is what that uh, bridge oh, no it's sorry
2: it's uh... it's, it's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah that's right that's right beer jujitsu no it's uh the the like the like <laughs> stupid snooty uh beer judge uh oh, oh wow okay. cool, yeah cool. yeah cool. Anyway, right. sorry.
1: <laughs> so judgmental, uh, I'm, Kurt. <laughs> I'm drinking
2: I'm drinking a uh, a bottle of uh, Founders Nemesis, which claims that it's a barley wine. It tastes more uh more like a black IPA personally though. It doesn't really mm. taste much like a barley wine. It is good and it is also uh 11% for that good that good podcasting insight. Um, <laughs> yeah. when that runs out, I have uh, I have a a Belgian Trappist beer and then I have absinthe. Um, So Lord Lord help
0: me if I get to the absinthe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you start sounding suspiciously like Edgar Allan Poe at the end, we'll know. Um,
0: Once Kurt busts out the you know the sugar little spoon, (laughs) yeah.
1: I have traveled through oceans of the the green
0: fairies. Speaking of the Kurt, right now, Uh,
1: we we just uh, recently rewatched. the horniest dracula movie uh the 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 coppola one and oh. uh that that whole scene where they're doing the entire ritual with the absinthe is yeah. is just great anyway hey. let's uh let's get to it shall we uh so uh in the short fiction section oh that say that's five times fast um mm. we had um Badass Moms in the Zombie Apocalypse by Ray Carson uh, in Uncanny Magazine, uh, a guide for the working breeds by I am probably going to murder this, so please forgive me, Vinjamin Prasad. Um, it was originally printed in Made to Order Robots and Revolution uh, and Tor.com uh, very kindly reprinted it for the award season. Uh, We have Little Free Library by Naomi Kritzer. Uh, That was an original short fiction piece for Tor.com. The Mermaid Astronaut by Yoon Ha Lee, uh, which showed up in Beneath Ceaseless Skies. Metal Like Blood in the Dark by T. Kingfisher, a.k.a. This is Ursula Vernon uh, in Uncanny Mm -hmm. Magazine. And Open House on Haunted Hill by John Wiswell. Wiswell? Wiswell. I'm not sure. I'm going to say Wiswell, sorry. Diabol- in Diabolical Plots. Uh, so those are the short fiction pieces that we'll be discussing today. Uh, and I, I had actually, I think I had uh, posted them in the patron. So if anyone's done the reading, you can follow along. If not, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You can just listen to us. <laughs> That's right. So, do we want to start off with? Do we do in the order that I uh, mentioned it? Yeah, uh, let's do it. Zombie bombs? Let's do All it. All right. So, you know what, um, Chris, you had not read any of these. Uh, so, why don't we set you up as the first speaker here? Sounds good. And so, what did you? Let, let's let's talk a little bit about zombie bombs. What what did you what did you find? What did you think about this uh, this short fiction piece? So uh badass
0: moms in the zombie apocalypse, uh the the name uh immediately uh, elicited a groan from me, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> uh just because uh, you know, we, we are like deep into zombie fatigue uh at this point. Um because so I I was a little trepidatious uh starting reading this, but I, I found that um it had it did have a unique take on it. And one that I have not seen uh, in zombie fiction uh, in in any medium, uh, which which is that uh, it's you know focuses solely on um, a, a female perspective, and um, specifically a uh, you know what happens when you have to give birth during a zombie apocalypse. So mm-hmm. I thought I thought that was an interesting idea because there, there's been. Um, uh, some some things that have dealt with something like that, but mostly it dealt with uh, you know, the only thing that's really that's coming to mind though is like uh Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, where they had the zombie baby, which was mm-hmm. really badass. Uh speaking of badass. But um this one <laughs> is like, you know, kind of just like in I, I I really enjoyed the um the the procedural elements of like what do you do to give birth during a zombie apocalypse? And th- and this the setting is like very well into the apocalypse, so it's you know it's they they've kind of like set up their own little uh, community, and it seems like um it's very um you know it's, it's it seems like it's only women there um based mm-hmm. on what we, we we've seen um and it's just like they're running out of supplies uh they kind of just like you know go off into a container. And, um, they, you know, they, they give birth and, and apparently the, uh, just the, the, the menstruation and then also giving birth will attract zombies at some point. So they have to fend off with that. And, um, I, you know, I, you know, so I, it was enjoyable, um, but it, it kind of just was just kind of like a zombie story, um, mm-hmm. which is, which like I, so I, I, didn't, you know, other than the unique perspective, I didn't find a, a ton, um. There, to be honest with you.
3: Yeah. Okay. That was I my
0: mean, yeah.
1: Um, so Kurt, w- do you want to talk a little bit about this? So yeah, I um I enjoyed
2: the concept and the setup. Like I thought it was a really good insight um from a story perspective, making the connection between like, you know, zombies and blood and birth. And like menstruation in general, I thought that that was like a good, like foundation to build a story around. Um, And I liked some of the details of the story, like the beginning, I thought was was like definitely of these stories. I liked the beginning of this one probably the most because it felt like there was like there were some stakes and there were some characters, but. I have to be honest, um, the, the, the two primary characters that you spend most of it with really neither of them did anything for me. Like they didn't, they, they, they felt, um, they had, they had details to who they were, but they felt very thinly drawn at times. Um, and like a lot of the details of who they were was more made to fit. The story rather than the story being being driven um, by by who they were. So, like, mm-hmm. um, for instance, there's a sequence once they get to the kind of birthing area um, where the I, I totally have forgotten these characters names since I I, I read it's, it. Uh,
1: Brit, Brit and Murray Soul.
2: Um, who is who is the one who is with child? Is that is that Brit? Brit. Brit. Right. yeah um where where Britt talks about like her relationship with with her father um and it felt very like it felt very like dropped into the middle of the story mm-hmm. and like I would have wanted it I don't know it it didn't uh, so much of it didn't feel like integrated with with the story as a whole there were, and there were other developments that felt like they were more made for answering a reader's questions than they were for actual development so like you know uh, my understanding, my my takeaway from the story was that it was kind of like like a lesbian co op commune, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and so naturally, you have the question of like, okay, so like, how do, how do they get pregnant? And there's like a couple sentences where they talk about it, but that's yeah. that's kind of it. And it, it just it, it so much of the detail felt like it was put in there to answer to answer a question. And the the big issue that I had with the story was. Um, It felt like it didn't really plumb any of the emotions of either like giving birth or pregnancy in general or of like living in the apocalypse. So, for instance, like there was one moment in the middle of the story where the characters basically come to accept that, like, they're, they're probably going to die, that like they've just successfully given birth and brought like a new person into the world and now they're going to die. And they have like this moment of despair that's very good, but it only lasts for like, like two paragraphs and then they're Mm -hmm. like, wait, no, we've got a plan. Here's what's going to happen. And then like the rest of the story is just like very, I don't know. It was like very pat. Like it was like, Oh, and then the character comes back to save them that you get one sentence of them being shitty early on. So, yeah. Like so much of the story felt like it should have had this like emotional stakes and drama and tension and like dealing with despair and like hope and wanting a better world. And like, it just so much of it just felt like, like, going through the motions mechanically like it all worked on a plot beats level and it worked structurally but they just i don't know there just wasn't anything there and the uh, there, there were the the ending also felt like very pat to me like the whole like it's not how you die it's how you live and it was like like it's i don't know it i i, I really is struggle it, when the stories come back to like <laughs> a very like like cliche one-liner like that that you've heard before too mm-hmm. yep
1: well, I mean, as you said that, I was like, wasn't that like the, like essentially the line in uh, what is it the the Shawshank, in Shawshank yeah or get, <laughs> get busy living
2: or get busy dying? That's goddamn right. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So,
1: so uh, to, to your point, one of the things that that struck me because um, if if I may just jump ahead to the the point, which is which is an interesting. Uh, moment in the story uh where you know they they've you know Brit's given birth, uh she's pushed out the afterbirth, you know they they can hear the the uh, uh obviously they're not zombies because you can't call them zombies in the in the story. They're the flesh eaters Fleshy. and uh you know, they can hear them sort of shuffling around. there's one that's like licking you know like methodically licking the side of the uh i, I don't remember is it a rail car or i thought it was a shipping like container a, like, a, like, like a like a shipping like container, a cargo container. Yeah. I, yeah i i thought it was a shipping container i'm not entirely sure anyway um and so they can hear them sort of gathering and shuffling around outside and they they they're sort of coming to terms with the fact that yeah there's a little bit of water um not a lot uh and and there's no food and no one's coming to get them. And to your point, Kurt, I do think that there's a, there's a it's it sort of very quickly, like uh, sort of swept aside uh, to then have sort of like this, the cavalry arrive mm. instead of- And that part like, was so dwelling... boring to me, by the way. It, it was Oh, like... yeah. I mean, it, it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, I mean, it, the, the thing that I sort of struggled with is, Okay, so if that's what it was going to happen, well, then why don't? In fact, why do they have to give birth in this weird container out in the middle of nowhere where mm-hmm. they're in danger and not just have them be protected on all sides at the compound? And, you know, that that's the question that that pops into my head. But, uh, you know, to your point regarding like the despair and sort of like the survival aspects of what you'd expect out of an apocalypse. uh f- type of narrative you know it's it's one of these things that um the the beginning like you said like both of you said is a very novel point of view i really appreciated that that is a novel point of view i hadn't thought about that but then weirdly you you don't get like this point where oh Well, we don't have to starve. And I'll I'll tell you why. Because you have someone who's just given birth. You can survive off of breast milk for a little bit. It's going to be gross, probably. Um, and it's probably not going to be something that you choose to, to consume, but guess what? You can eat off of it. Um, and I can tell you this because, uh, one of the in- most interesting stories I have regarding, uh, refugees in Puerto Rico was, uh, when they found a, a basically uh, refugee boat of uh, Dominican, you know, refugees, and one of the people there was a woman who had just recently given birth, and she was basically keeping everyone alive. It was like oh. ten people on the boat uh, via her breast milk. Damn, wow. um, that's in
2: uh, that's in a *Grapes of Wrath* too. Actually, that's that's at the end. Yes. Of Grapes of Wrath. Oh, okay, cool.
1: Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird thing because you get the interesting perspective at the beginning, but then there doesn't seem to be like this thinking through of like, well, what else could happen if you're going to adopt this perspective? And it's sort of, I, I find it's a weird missed opportunity uh, when you've taken all this care to yeah. set up this uh, this sort of point of view, you know? Yeah. Also, I
2: have to say the, um, I found the depiction of pregnancy very, very cliche, like a TV pregnancy. Mm. Also, like it didn't, like, I I don't know. There just wasn't any. There, it didn't really. It it didn't. It as as someone who I, I've I've never been pregnant, but I've been there for two pregnancies, and I you know I've I've been through the process of 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 birth twice, uh, and it didn't it didn't resonate with me. The experience. It was very like like. Arg! Push! Someone yelling, push! And then the baby pops out, and it's like, well, you know, w- without yeah. without like uh, you know, like modern m- medicine and drugs to accelerate uh labor, that's off. It's usually not uh how it actually is. Yeah. It, it it can be, but it just felt it it felt like um it felt just kind of like dropped into the story, like like oh, oh like imagine um uh, like imagine how you would write a birth. Seen if if you didn't do any research, just like off the top of your head, like what you know about pregnancy, and it's it's basically what you're imagining. Yeah, and I mean we'll-
1: it, it's it's that special episode of Barney Miller, right? <laughs> no. uh, <when>
3: they,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's always and- at Christmas, and uh, they 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 help they f- they end up helping some poor you know people give birth in the backseat of their car. Uh, that that's more or less what what you're talking yeah. about, right, Kurt? Well,
0: yeah, and the, well, the thing that that struck me was that um, Brit, the, the the woman who just given birth, was running like days later. I'm like, that's not happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, that is just, yeah. Uh, the the other thing that I struck me was that like, um, you know, like it's so it's it, it, there was like little to no discussion about, you know, they they talk about how they got pregnant. They don't talk about why they got pregnant because, you know, like it, it's a seriously good question because they're in a like zombie apocalypse. The zombies are coming after them. Like, you know, like it is a shitty, shitty world. Uh, You know, like they should have a pretty good damn reason for why they would want to bring somebody into that, because like even without the zombie apocalypse, like, you know, I dealt, you know, like I, I was going, I, you know, I was thinking about that when I, when we had our own kid uh and that's just because we had the you know the looming climate apocalypse but like with an ongoing apocalypse like like in this story i'm like why would you ever purposely do that so Mm -hmm. i i thought that was a a weird omission
1: yeah and Mm -hmm. there's
2: there's to be clear there's obvious there's obvious answers to that right but none of them
0: are mentioned and it would totally be on your mind
2: Yeah, there's a lot of right.
0: Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of easy answers, but they they don't even like hint at that. Like it's just it just
2: it just kind of takes as granted. Like, well, babies are good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do I do want to point out that um, the one thing that I did notice is that they give birth to a son,
3: uh,
1: which then you know sort of hints at it, but it's not really ever. you 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 don't get anything that establishes like oh well that's good you know like
2: or bad mm-hmm, or yeah. does it mean anything or yeah, or, exactly. yeah like what do they feel yeah. do, they, do they feel anything about that i i don't know yeah
1: but uh, but yeah i mean in any case i i think it's it's in summary i think we all probably uh enjoyed the perspective of uh, sort of a, like a new perspective on an, a well-worn sort of uh, type of story, uh, but perhaps wanted a little bit more out of it. Uh, yeah. Would that summarize it correctly for all of us?
2: I agree. Yeah. Novel concept, kind of lackluster execution for me. Yeah. Yeah. More gotcha. than kind of. Yeah. Very right. lackluster to me
1: so uh because uh we do want to get get on to the next one which is a guide for the working breeds uh which uh is if i can summarize real quickly is just basically uh sort of like an epistolary uh, story but uh given in in a series of chat logs between two robots mm-hmm. um um so, uh, do we want Chris? Do you want to go ahead first?
0: Sure. Yeah. Um. I. So I, I. I did. Uh. Sort of enjoy this. Uh. This one. Um. It reminded me a lot of. Um. The way that. Uh. I. Uh. Ian M. Banks has the. Uh. The Minds speak. Uh. Mm-hmm. In the Culture series. Uh. Particularly, I'm thinking of like. Um. The book accession accession uh, accession. I'm accession. Yeah. I, you I, got it. You got it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I've had a couple of drinks, so. Um. The uh, but yeah uh, where like that's that one is focuses um so solely on the mines and um this one reminded me a lot of that oh, except it uh this one has a little bit more of uh kind of um shall we say uh like banter um more than <laughs> yeah more more than um banks would definitely do um but like overall like it had you know it has some good like points about um you know work working and like um you know workers rights and things like that but um uh yeah overall it was it was interesting but that said the uh it kind of just like it just ends with a you know like a cozy and i think this was something that i had messaged you guys was just like this along with a lot of the other <laughs> stories is just cozy, like it ends yeah. up with like, oh, they're like, you know, they're all like, they have, they're running a dog cafe, and they're all like, y'all, oh, they're y'all. I, I don't know that 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 bugged me, like it, but overall it was okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, I thought uh, it was. Um, go ahead I thought it me. was. Uh, I yeah. thought it was. Uh, once you kind of figured out what, but as soon as it becomes clear what the concept is, which is which is pretty fast, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, okay, so this is like an assassin robot. Uh, assassin AI that has been assigned as the mentor to a recently freed is kind of what I'm understanding it. AI that is now like 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 a private citizen essentially instead of like an indentured servant. Well, AI no, it was it's,
0: it's it's a recently incorporated uh like a, as in like
3: recently embodied, given a body embodied, embodied, yeah, embodied. Thank you. Okay, gotcha. Yeah,
2: yeah. Where it's like it's like an assassin AI that has been assigned to mentor a kind of like quirky, quippy dorky yes. AI. And as soon as I got yeah. that, I was like, okay, so the dorky AI is going to teach the assassin guy how to be funny and kind. And the assassin is going to teach the cozy guy how to defend himself or something. And it's exactly what happens. Um, yeah. and it just, it, I, it, uh, it, if, if the writing were punchier and it were, um, shorter I think it could have mm-hmm. worked and been like quite funny, but so much of it was so broad, like where it's like, well, what's what's cute? Oh, puppies are cute. Oh, what can we joke about? Oh, opossums. Oh, I've gotten a, po- like I found the like quirky, quippy AI so annoying, um, that mm-hmm. uh, and like like offputtingly bantery that yes. I just disliked it. And then the the assassin mind, I felt like wasn't written sufficiently differently from the other character so like it wasn't a bad idea also um i i found there was just too much chat stuff from a chat Mm. log which which it was probably realistic to like to like to a chat log but i just found it kind of tiresome to 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 read it it was okay um
1: yeah i i I haven't really um looked up the the like the the word count on this but it uh, there's i do have to admit that uh this felt like a bit over long, and I feel like like I I feel like I'm gonna re- be repeating that phrase a couple of times here. Um, in part because the the premise, as you said, Kurt, like as soon as I was able to figure out like what the premise was, uh, thankfully the title doesn't give us yes credit what where the credits due credit
2: where credits due yes.
1: But as <laughs> soon as it starts. Uh, you know, you get like, oh, well, oh, this robot calls itself constant killer. Okay. So it's like a killer robot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and to your point, Kurt, I think that if um either they had leaned into the stereotype and made the constant killer robot be super, like, sound like an Ed 209 or even RoboCop or something like that, uh, it would have been good. Or alternately uh be super super like charming and like you know like super uh yeah like very very uh, against type you know Mm -hmm. yes somebody Um, somebody
2: needed a a strong characterization in this and neither of them for because it's essentially a character it's essentially a discussion between two people and neither of them felt overwhelmingly strongly characterized like, yeah, yeah, yeah no. like, like doing like an Ed 209 or like, uh, what, what's the guy from, uh, from a Kotor, whatever that guy's name is, um, HK something, uh, like, like that, that would have been cliche. So, like, maybe don't do literally that. Like, that, that definitely would have been like the easy, obvious thing, but it, it, it felt like it should have been something.
0: Mm mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
1: And so, so I mean, and apart—that's apart from like my my personal bias—and I'm going to say this up front because we do actually have at least this one and another story that involve robots. My bias is—I'm sorry—I I, I just you know whenever I find out that it's a story about robots or AIs or something like that. I'm sorry, I I just don't really feel like I don't really feel a strong attachment to them because you know in general and and I'd mentioned this before I'd mentioned it on the on struggle session that you know there's this long held tradition of like uh, you know using robots as these inserts for either marginalized people of some sort or just plain workers and it's obvious here that they're they're thinking you know the author is thinking about work and you know what robots have to you know sort of do in what would be a work environment. Um and in general, you know, it's just like, well, you could have just written this about like two people, really. Mm -hmm. Um it it doesn't really matter uh that they're robots other than, you know, oh well they're cute. Yeah, that that's about it. And it's that's the science fictional concept. It it actually might have been
2: more interesting if they weren't robots. Right. Because because like well, for instance like like you know that there's going to be a part where the assassin robot has to fight a bunch of people and the fact that it's like it's like you know an AI feels to get lessened rather than heightened the stakes.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I I tend to agree. Or or you have um weirdly you'd have one of them maybe the uh the the cinnamon bun character. Uh, I, I God, I gave myself a cavity just using that phrase. Um, uh, is the human and the the killer AI maintains its you know that could have AIN-ness. been
3: that
2: could have been really yeah. interesting. That would have been yeah. really interesting. Yes, I would have liked that. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I, I think the issue is that it doesn't say anything about you know workers or anything about robots. Like it's like kind of just it just you know makes this juxtaposition of like. Workers as or robots as workers, but doesn't really have much to say about either subject, and and the com- combination of the two also doesn't have anything. <laughs> so it's like you know the 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 addition doesn't actually add anything together.
1: Um, Chris, excuse me. Um- the robots became human by becoming small business tyrants. Mm-hmm. And that was their <laughs> yes, highest. That's right. That was their highest goal. Yeah. They, um, yeah, they, they start
0: They They have the ability to start stealing the tips from their, their, their servers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they they steal tips from the possum that yes, is, exactly. uh, ironically a good dog.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, so I- I- if I may praise the story just for a little bit, I, I do think it did a good job of um I, I was able to envision um the setting without like any sort of description.
3: Like that's there's true, like, yeah, that's no, true. Yeah.
0: There is no description in this whatsoever. So I and, and I was able to imagine that. So I, I yeah. thought I found that to be pretty, pretty uh effective.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, to be fair, I I, I think that uh, it sounds like I'm coming down really hard on this, and I'm not. I mean, it, it's it's a perfectly fine story. I am just sort of a little. I suppose it's it's the I I think it's the 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 thing that we're probably going to bump up against several times mm. in this episode, which is mm. that these are all perfectly fine stories, mm-hmm. um, but do the disagree. Like, but I well, know where you're well, going. <laughs> yeah, but if I mean, in, in the sense that they're, they would be fine if I read them. However, they're on a ballot for sort of like the best stories of 2020. Right. Um, and then all of them, you know, sort of having this sort of very similar tone to them. But um, I might be getting ahead of myself. Um so why don't we move on to the next one, which is uh hold on. Little free, uh, Little library. free library. Yeah. So uh Chris, you wanna do the honors again?
0: Sure. I, I I'm gonna stake out territory and say this was my favorite of the bunch. Um, honestly. Um, I thought it did a um, you know, compared to the rest of the stories, uh, that felt I, I think I felt like every other story explained too much. And this one, since you only got the one side of the story, you're still left with a little bit more of like, well, it's kind of going on here because it doesn't really, you know, there's some explanations, but it's not like fully like, well, the person that this person is uh, corresponding with through the little library is blah, blah, blah. It it, it doesn't quite have that. So I, I found like this, that left it a little bit more up to the imagination. Um, I thought that some of the stuff was, um, like it was so, it th- and that allowed me to like explore a little bit more of my imagination regarding like exactly what's going on on the other side of the little library, the recipient of the books and things like that. So I, so I did appreciate that. Um, there's, you know, there's some, some stuff that was a little like, Oh, like, isn't reading awesome kind of stuff that was just like, just made me roll my eyes. But like uh, overall that, that was, I, I do think I enjoyed this the most, I think.
1: Yeah. I think <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, go ahead, <on>, go ahead. <laughs> um yeah,
2: so I feel like we skipped over the summary of the last i I'm just gonna throw them in like real quick. this is basically about um uh someone who sets up a little free library, which is a lovely little um program that you can participate in by kind of building these little these little you know boxes with books, kind of like a take a book if you please leave a book, if you please Um, it's, it's, it's nice. Uh, There's a couple around our town. There's one at the nature center. I enjoy, you know, walking past them. There's often like uh, kid's books in them. So it's, it's, it's cool. Um, and, And it's about, you know, a person who sets one of these up and starts kind of, um, but basically, like like a a fairy or some type of fairy type creature starts taking the books and then leaving little gifts in return, and kind of a nice little story plays out from it. Um, it's this definitely felt the most like a like a, an SFF short story that I would have expected to read like ten or fifteen years ago. Um, it it, it is it it's kind of following like like a tried and true format of like. You know, as Chris said, like a one sided communication that becomes uncanny in some way, right? So, like, it might be sending an email and getting an email back from beyond the grave, or it might be, you know, sending a letter and getting like a fucked up letter back from from Satan. You know, something weird like that. You, you know, like, like, it's, it's you know, there's, there's a there's a ton of stories where you know you get one side no, of it. Your letter,
1: your letter to Santa got mislaid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a good. Now that is a, that is that. that That is a 2022 Hugo. Carl, you're giving up the gold for free. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Dear Satan, Um, that that has to exist. That has to exist. But yeah, yeah, no. This is this is it's like a tried and true format. Um, I I think that this would be a lot stronger with um, even a little less detail. The only thing Hmm. that kind of that kind of got on my nerves was there was a lot of. there's a lot of like very surface level commentary that almost felt like it was reminding the reader, like what should be going on or like what your reaction should be. So like, for instance, it, it's it's a it's a very internal type story that, that actually doesn't have much in the way of of internality. Like it's written in a very close style, which I hope I'm using that term correctly. And that, like the 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 point of view, the narrator has has a deep insight into the thoughts of the characters or at least. The at least one character, but mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot done with it except for having them be like, "Wow, what could be going on here? This couldn't possibly be happening for real, could it?" And it's like that that stuff felt like it cheapened it, and I I mm-hmm. I, I almost wanted it to be more ambiguous because it's not a very complicated concept. It's a strong concept, and I think it would have been stronger if it had just like let itself be that that much ambiguous um that much more ambiguous uh i i think this was actually my second favorite of the six um Mm. and i also feel like it just needed another editing pass though like Mm. not not to not to be like a dick and kind of like impugn the editors but there was some stuff that i felt like was kind of awkwardly written or like sentences that were kind of cumbersome and just could have been tightened up and it would have been a better read. Um, But it was, it was a nice um, it was, it was a nicely put together story overall. I think it was a little bit underwritten. Um, I liked the third act turn and I wish it had done like lingered on it a bit more like when it stops being like, it starts off being like very generic, like fantasy and sci-fi books um which kind of didn't really do a, a whole lot for me but then when they start being like oh well now I'm giving the books on like like you know metallurgy and siege warfare I was like oh, okay like this is actually like this is a different direction than what mm-hmm. I was expecting and I appreciated that mm-hmm. the ending was a little bit um but it, it wasn't an obvious ending but it was like oh, okay it's one of the ways that a story like this ends like one of the you know two or three ways um but it ended on an ambiguous note and I have to give it points for that. I like yep. that. It just kind of, it, it ends so, and, and begs the question of what, what happens next in the story, which right. I appreciate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It gets you thinking about, you know, how this could play out and Makes leaves you it at that. Yep. Um, so uh, to to your point, Curt, uh, I think we, we discussed this a little bit offline. And um, so uh, on rereading this. So, so I read this along, you know, like when it came out, I, I forget exactly when, Um, and and it was, it's, it's a charming little story. I found it, you know, very charming. Uh, I guess I'm just a sucker for like very quiet little portal type stories or whatever. This isn't exactly a portal story, but it's close. Um, and I think that the, the thing that we were talking about is that there's this, there's this narrative and it's only one-sided as we've mentioned, but there's no connection to the narrator, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you Mm. have, you have like this really interesting, like almost, I guess this is like maybe halfway or a little bit, uh, uh, past halfway where you get a, a missive from the mysterious, um, you know, book lender who leaves a note saying, I am a servant to the rightful queen and heir, displaced by her uncle. At his orders, she took vows to join an order of lay sisters where she's lived ever since. But all my prayers were answered the day I found your library, and I will forever be your servant. Oh my God, she's she's
2: writing to Lady Jessica from Dune, I just realized.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and then uh, to your point, like uh, leaving like the how to defend your castle or whatever, uh, he writes or they write, uh, we have begun constructing a ballista in secret please send me more books and so this is one of these moments where at, where I'm while I'm rereading this I'm thinking okay so how does this connect to the narrator like what does the narrator feel about this and there's this um interesting part where where the the benefactor like the the lender keeps leaving her like these tiny coins that are stamped with like a rib cage or a candelabra on one side and like a bird <laughs> yeah, on yeah. the other and she takes them to like a, a, an essayist or like a jeweler or something and finds out that they're like, like all the coins together are like a thousand, two hundred something. And she's like, she mentions specifically that that could be a like a, a payment on her mortgage. Right. And it got me thinking, like, so is was there a draft of this where she is having trouble with her mortgage?
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: Me, and got me thinking about like, okay, so what if this, like, if you had like a parallel narrative where like, okay, so her, the queen in the fairy realm or whatever, right. Is, is sort of under siege. Uh, she has a defender, but uh, you know, suddenly she, maybe she's having trouble paying her mortgage you know mm-hmm. I, I don't know it sounds yeah. timely to me i, don't I would know. have
2: i i definitely would have i kept in, expecting it to include a segment where the net na- the not not the narrator the point of view character goes to work and we see them at their at, at her job her job them i'm not sure if it's if the gender is 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 ambiguous in this i can't recall no, i guess they not say no she has a name her, her
0: right? yeah she she her that yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I kept taking a scene where like she's at work thinking about like what's you know, what's gonna be there when she gets back or something. It just felt yeah, like, like it it felt like that was a missed opportunity. Um and yeah, it could have been have either of you read The Indian in the Cupboard? Oh yes. I, it I felt done. like a no. very so so it's 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 a children's book about um about a little boy who finds this like little cupboard in a house that he moves into and it turns out that like if, if he puts toys in the cupboard and locks it then the toys come to life and and mm-hmm. you know long story short he discovers effectively that what he's actually doing is bringing people from the past into the into the present in miniature form and so he's fucking with people's lives like for yeah. real mm. and like you know he brings he brings like an old man into the present from the past and he has a heart attack and dies. And he's like, Oh my God, you know what, while he's in like, like miniature toy form. Um, it felt something like that, but it it was missing the stakes for like, yeah. Like, how did she think, like, what did she think of this? And it was, it was a whole dimension of it that could have been there that that wasn't also, I want to say this on behalf of our mutual friend and, and, uh, occasional podside guest, Maddie, um, uh fairies should be at least a little dangerous and i don't know if these were explicitly mm-hmm. fairies they feel very fairy like at least mm-hmm. um and they leaving of gifts and stuff i was expecting that like that leaf was gonna do something weird fairies should always be <laughs> at least a little dangerous and threatening and and it was a little bit too like oh i've i, I i've made a pen pal you know yeah so. yeah yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Much like having a prison pen pal uh, Fairies should be dangerous uh, <laughs> Let's be clear here I'm a prison ab- abolitionist But yes uh, In any case um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pro, we, I
2: think, pro pen pal Anti prison
1: Yes, exactly right. Well, um, I, I will
0: say that I, I would install a free library in a heartbeat if I, this would happen and I wouldn't just get to get a bunch of like self-help books. Nice coins, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you 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 end up getting uh, what is it the the uh, 12 rules 12 rules for life or something yeah, like that. Oh my god, I, yeah. And then you just chop it down, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> what
2: <laughs> a version of this story where it's the on the other side of the box is uh, Jordan Peterson in like a shady Russian treatment center, and he's like, "Hello, there. actually, I need to talk to you about the chaos of about the dragon of chaos." Um, the, the the other thing that was that was a missed opportunity in this was was like uh, trying to do something with some of the objects. And having mm. weird stuff happen to the yeah. narrator. Like it, it, it could have been anything. I had this stupid idea of like a subway token that takes you to a station that, that doesn't exist or, so, you know, something stupid like that. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah, there, yeah. there was yeah. a lot of yeah. stuff that, that could have impacted the, narr- the the point of view character's life. And it just, it, it, yeah. it didn't. Instead or, of, yeah, it was just exactly. like cool coins. I, I, I like coins.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gold coins.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but not so much that, that it's a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly right. Um, so let, let I guess we could move on to the mermaid astronaut, uh, which is the next one. <laughs> was that you, Kurt? <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, that it was, wasn't. That was me, if you believe it or not. Uh, All right. Yeah. So and and so uh, let me let me not fall down on giving the summary. So this is basically a retelling of the Little Mermaid, but obviously the Little Mermaid goes to space. Uh, hence the astronaut in the title. Uh, the the Little Mermaid is not called Ariel. It is called. She is called Esarala. Uh <laughs> and she goes to space and comes back. And um, <laughs> the end. <laughs> I'm sorry that I I, yeah. I was re listening to this, and honestly, that that was uh, that's it. That's, that's it. That's it. I mean, that's- uh, well, she comes back, and and because she's been traveling at at, at you know close to light speed or whatever um you know like everyone that she knows is either very old or is dead yeah the end
0: well uh, yes exactly and do, do you know who like what did that like whole idea better interstellar interstellar dealt with the whole like time dilation issues much uh better and in more uh in a more emotional uh
1: way for me at least um so well, like Chris Chris you are you're blowing my mind right now that Christopher Nolan actually was able to squeeze out an emotion yeah no <laughs> believe it or not
0: yeah I I I mean like you know like as much as like it's kind of like that you know that that movie kind of like ends on a weird note where it's like <laughs> yeah you know, and the, the weird the, note the the power, is how waw,
3: yeah waw, yeah waw. well yeah but the the, the,
0: the the power of love like you know crosses time and all all that like gushy stuff but like um, I, I I don't know. Like the 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 this story was just like this was basically a Lisa Frank story, you know. Like it, you know, is Lisa Frank like trapper keeper in, in story form? Like you know, it was it was like a mermaid who wants to go to the stars, and she return, you know, like I don't know. Like okay, okay, it, hold on, hold on. I'm actually
2: gonna I'm actually gonna wage a defense of this story. Um, okay. Let me let me caveat it by saying. I found the fairy tale beginning not super well done. Um, I I want to I want to put that out there. Um, I, I, it it got a little bit more comf- comfortable with itself as it as it went on, but it felt like it took it spent too much time on the fairy tale mermaid aspect. However, let let me say this, Chris. I liked that it had that left turn curveball where the mermaid like goes to space and actually has like like a full career. In space, mm-hmm. I would have yeah, liked no, that more. was cool. I did I, yeah, like that, yeah. I, I would have liked a lot more of that, and yes, the tie agreed. it in with being a mermaid and like missing like her planet, like I actually would have liked that um, uh, a great deal. And I thought that, that that was very effective. And although the ending was very straightforward, where it's like, oh no, time, you know, it's you. You mentioned Interstellar. I was assuming that you were going to mention uh, Forever War by uh, Joe, Joe Haldeman, which also does that repeatedly Mm -hmm. over and over again um i actually liked that this did something very unexpected where it actually became like a very 90s feeling sci-fi uh story actually there is a i'll need to figure out what 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 story this was or what novel this was because i read it in like 98 or 99 i have no fucking clue what it was um it was a sci-fi book about um these like uh it, it, it starts off being about like a Roman legion and then uh a- like aliens come and they're like uh they're they're basically like people who kidnap um uh sentient beings from underdeveloped planets and make them be like space warriors and they kidnap a Roman legion and use them as like space Marines effectively. And they're like, here's a bunch of space hmm. weapons. And so it's, it's from the point of view of like a bunch of like Roman legionaries who go off like into space and, and are, you know, suddenly fighting in like, like, you know, starship trooper battles. And they're like, what the fuck's going on? Um, <laughs> I, it, it reminded me of that kind of left, like sci-fi story left turn. And I, I liked that. I, I wish it had done a little bit more, but I actually really liked that aspect once it got out of the fairy tale parts. I thought that that was decent. Mm-hmm. This may actually be my yeah. favorite of the bunch. I I think interesting.
1: I I I wish that they had done. I think to your point, uh, I do wish that they had done a bit more with the space stuff. Right? Yeah. Um, because it, it it feels like Sarala is just like on the ship and you sort of get a very, it's almost like a summary of yes, a lot yeah. of the stuff that she did. Yeah. And, and you don't get any of the sort of adventures. Like, so she wanted to go to space, but then you don't get any of the good stuff or the bad stuff like, Okay, or the bad stuff or the bad stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, 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 was Esarala, uh, like myself, uh, forced to continually wax the same passageway in the <laughs> ship? Um,
2: Did you also have to practice your uh, crane stance? on the beach uh, I,
1: sadly <laughs> sadly no <laughs> sadly no it, i was not a kung fu division uh <laughs> you know so anyway um i guess the 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 thing here is that we don't get either one of those right like yeah. the 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 lows and the highs of being like part of a ship um yeah and I, you know they th-
2: go ahead sorry go ahead no 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 i'm i'm just I, i'm a little bit tipsy so i'm just like running my mouth down <laughs>
3: No, it's it's welcome to fine. the club. This should have been in Novella. Yeah. This should have been in, in, yes. in Novella. Yeah. Well so,
0: so or or like or, or even like the start of like you know, a TV series. Like uh I mean like I, it, it's almost like the backstory of a like an interesting Star Trek character. You yeah know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. But-
1: I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Um and and I wish we'd gotten a little bit more of what exactly lured Eserala into the into space, right? Out of her element uh to, you know, make this this bargain, right? Uh yeah. with the sea witch um and and, and you know, like cut her tail in half so that she has legs and blah blah blah. So you you don't get any of the good stuff the or the bad stuff you know like 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 we we just said um that come with that mm. bargain right we we don't really get it we just get her sort of like well you know she does this she does that she gets good at this and then she gets sort of weirded out about time dilation when she hears about it and i got to go back
3: <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> i I, well, I did appreciate though that like the the like the space setting was a lot more detailed than I was expecting. I wasn't expecting any details and they were like, Ooh, like, yeah, tell me about these like engineer priests. Like, yeah, that, that sounds very 40 yeah. you K know, imagine mm-hmm. a fucking mermaid in like, in like Warhammer 40 K. That'd be hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, sounds, that, that honestly sounds <laughs> terrific. Uh, um, I, you know what, though? I'm always harping on um, like stylistic experimentation. And I want to give credit for the fact that the beginning of this is written very much like a fairy tale. And when she goes to space, mm-hmm. it's it's then written like a space narrative and not right. like a fairy tale. And I like yep. that they use the change in the writing style. That's yeah. something that no. I I don't see as much of that as I would like. Mm-hmm.
1: That is a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's a great point. Uh, well, um, and, Carlos, and, to, to your yeah, point about
0: what why Esmeralda wants to go to the stars. Well, don't you know her name means to the stars or something along those lines? Okay. That was that was a little pat, I thought. But yeah.
3: <laughs> the thing well, about
2: yeah. um the, the thing about becoming the new sea witch also felt unnecessary to me. It yeah. felt like an un,
3: yeah.
2: it it felt like a false ending. It felt like originally that was the ending. Um I'm, 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 I'm into the second beer now. Um, and, uh, (laughs) uh, it, 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 I I don't know. It, I almost spilled it made sense. Um, (laughs) but, uh, it, it didn't, I don't know. It, it felt like a payoff without, without any buildup. Like the wind, Mm -hmm. the the sea, witch seemed nice. So I wasn't actually expecting it to be anything bad. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, I guess we could move on yes. uh, to Ariel the next and space. one. Speaking of fairy tale retellings, uh, the next one is "Metal Like Blood in the Dark" by T. Kingfisher, which is also an, an alternate pen name for Ursula Vernon. Um, so, uh Chris, um, what did you think of this? Uh, so, uh, you know, oh, I, 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 hold, hold on, hold on. Let me. We, we, I keep on forgetting the format, and that's probably because I'm deep into my cups of (laughs) a hundred proof. So this is essentially a, you know, a retelling of Hansel and Gretel where Hansel and Gretel are robots (laughs) that live in space uh, (laughs) created by, (laughs) created by uh, their, their, their father who uh, in weirdly, uh, in defiance of the original source material, the father is um, kindly and just gets sick instead of uh, his – he he remarries and uh, like, you know, so uh, if anyone's not familiar with Hansel and Gretel, the, the father of Hansel and Gretel remarries, their stepmother uh, basically pressures their father to – uh, make decisions about the household because they're they're not they're not really prosperous and not everyone it. can eat. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. <laughs> so he he does take them out into the woods to hopefully someone will. Uh, Either they will figure <laughs> things out or someone will take them in. They're like, um,
2: we're, we're in a German fairy tale. They're either going to meet uh, a huntsman, a witch, a wolf, or some combination of the three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a wolf huntsman. <laughs> it's a werewolf. It's a huntsman who turns into wolf. another, werewolf.
2: another good story idea. Yeah. He, there you go. Goes 20,
0: um,
1: I mean, you know, that, that's, that's, I just I just know some of these stories. That's all I can say. Um, so anyway, um, they're, they're left to their devices. And then instead of a witch, it's a weird alien robot, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps an insect. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> um, I'm and, sorry. Uh, I'm,
2: I'm laughing because I basically didn't read the story. And it just sounds so, so funny <laughs> to recap. Re- 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 <laughs> <laughs>
1: And and it ends pretty much the same way that uh, we we'd expect. The witch slash robot slash insect uh, meets her doom, and uh, they return you know, falala back to their uh, father, uh, or 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 do they? Um, so, yeah. Chris, what did you think about this? So, I I
0: mean, like, yeah, it, you know, once you cotton on to the the Hensel and Gretel. Uhness of this story like it's kind of like just lays out in front of you and you're like oh okay and, and i see where this is going to the up to in the the point where like there's even like a point where like uh they're like there's a there's a kind of like a star thing that like almost represents like the oven from the original mm-hmm. story but mm-hmm. like uh you you know i i, I do enjoy um, stories about idea, like these like big ideas of like these like, you know, giant, like almost incomprehensible, um, just like, uh, you know, constructions in space that are beyond, uh, you know our, our thoughts with like you know nanites and things like that. So, so some of the dressing of the story was interesting to me. The story itself was not <laughs> so like mm-hmm. um, that and, and like to to uh, I think we've mentioned yeah. about the mermaid story being uh, overly long or, or one of the other stories being overly long. this one was very long um, yes. for, for, for a short story like it, it felt like they, it either needed to be longer. To be a novella or a novelette or whatever um but or or just needed to cut down a significant amount like the it, it went on very long about the beginning of like oh you know he the one the the, the brother was into the flying and the yes. sister was yes. you know de- that's yeah, why developed. i bailed out
2: i was like yes. what where is this going yeah Carl already <laughs> told me that it's hansel and gretel if he hadn't told me that i think i probably would have liked it more but yeah i yeah. i was i was like god damn it like
1: yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. So
1: so I, I think that yeah uh for Hansel and Gretel which is a very short story. You mm-hmm. know like it's very short. Like it, it's easy to tell this story. I'm un, unsure that I needed even with it being robots uh that are in space. I don't know that I needed it to be, you know, 7000 Plus words.
2: Yeah, that was. Um, That's a long story. It is. That's That's a a very long long story. story Like initially,
3: yeah, Yeah, it doesn't get you anywhere.
1: Like
0: that, it wouldn't have happened within like much less words too either. Like that's the thing. Like it doesn't like, um, like brother and sister are not, uh, you know, they're not like as if they're like super characterized or anything like that. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's
1: well, I mean, it 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 then falls into brother. Her brother can't tell lies and she figures out a way to be, uh, to be able to tell lies. And that's it. <laughs> you you and you're you like, com- okay, that, that's you, you, the only complicating factor I feel. You come upon two doors and there's two guards. <laughs> there's so there's
0: two a brother and sister. The brother cannot tell lies and the sister can only tell lies. So
2: something I've noticed about stories that are like kind of like a rewrite or like a, like, like a, like a, like a structural copy of another story is that it often feels like they're long to, to hide that fact Um, because like Mm -hmm. if you made this short and it was like, well, there were two robots and they had a dad and the dad was like, I have to go away. And the robot, like, it would be very obvious what, where it was going much faster. Um, I would, I, again, I bailed out of this after a few hundred words because I, I just, I just didn't care for the prose style. It felt, it felt both dense and sparse. Like it Mm -hmm. felt like it felt like it, it had a lot of words to not paint a very vivid picture. Yes. Um, and uh, I would have just gotten rid of the Hansel and Gretel thing and just made it a story about, you know, uh, you know, r- robots that are having to survive in in strange conditions and with you know, predations upon them. I think that 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 would have been much more interesting and it it's with stories like this, it sometimes feels like the the fairy tale structure is an excuse to not do character work, and i I wanted character work.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, that mm. is absolutely correct. Yeah. like like it's it's leaning really hard on the fairy tale structure so that it you will accept um the fact that these characters are really just sort of like these broad yes archetypes once upon a time
2: there was a blo it's like it's like when I tell a story to my you know five year old I say uh once upon a time there was a princess, her name was blah blah, and she could do this, and that's that's all the description that she gets, and it feels mm. like that and actually um I, I will say, it was a real fucking trip reading both the Mermaid Astronaut and this in a row with like two things that kind of started with like a fairy tale construction. Actually, yeah. Little Free Library also started that way, and but by, by, by that actually may be another reason that I bailed out of this one. But by the time I got to this one, I was like, I'm I'm tired of once upon a time, uh, with like you know a twist to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, and and so, I think that the 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 main issue um I'm trying to remember what I was gonna say (laughs) I've been drinking folks your Uh, your opinions have gotten too powerful they they (laughs) (laughs) so I mean so so I I think that the the issue becomes that to to a certain extent and and here as well right we don't have a story that has like the sort of hard choices or consequences of hard choices that a fairy tale would bring right mm-hmm. so i mean the mermaid ast- astronaut at least gives you like this idea that oh she went to the stars she made a choice to go to the stars she did not know about time dilation and therefore that caused certain things but like for instance um you know little free library uh and this one definitely seem like they're trying to shy away from like they they want to use the fairy tale structure but then shy away from the sort of choice that is imp- very explicitly made in the beginning what what sets the fairy tale in motion right because here the the, the father figure isn't that he is forced to make a choice between you know, uh, his wife or, or the children, it's that he gets sick. He loves his children. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a very weird thing because the Hansel and Gretel fairy tale is that the father loves his wife, his new wife (laughs) more than he loves his children. It's very clear.
2: There was a lot of unnecessary complexity in the setting up of that too, where it's not, it's not enough for him to just be like, I'm sick. I got to go. It's like, well, he was sick, and then they healed him with nanites, but the nanites wouldn't work forever, and so he had to go. And so this other – it's like he, he, if, you're, if, this were, if this were a fairy tale, he would just be like, I, I'm sick. I have to go. Peace. That's, that's both the strength and the weakness of fairy tales is that mm-hmm, they yeah. are – they are uh brief to the point of like brusqueness where it's just yeah. it's like yep here's the th- the thing happens and then these are the consequences but i'm not going to give you a bunch of like story work and it felt like it needlessly complicated it to to dress yeah. it up it felt like yeah, yeah, it felt yeah, like, like it's, it's- it, it was like a very a very uh, this is a terrible metaphor this is a two beer metaphor a too strong beer metaphor <laughs> it was like a very uh, it was like a very pretty outfit on a very badly made mannequin <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just, like i was just gonna say that the to your point that uh the the fairy tales get right to it with like a a certain yeah. assumption of brutality three sentences right?
0: yeah. and they've met the wolf <laughs> right yeah yeah well exactly right the the there is a there is an idea here that i think that could be like in a better story would be much more interesting of like an ai not programmed to deceive learning to deceive i thought that that aspect of it was interesting yeah that like that that's an interesting uh part of this story uh but like it kind of just it doesn't do a ton with it. Like it just kind of just like is there and like, she, Oh, she lies about it and that's it. Um, well, I mean,
1: we, we, we've gotten that story before. It's called 2001, a space Oof. Odyssey,
3: <laughs> and, well, and it yeah, doesn't end very well for that, the
1: humans.
2: That's fair. Um, and, and the, <laughs> I'm the imagining other thing is like, like friendly, like sugary soft boy, uh, quip, uh, Hal 9000, right? <laughs> yeah, saying, well, 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 that happened
3: as he yeah. kicks Dave <laughs> out
0: into space.
3: Oh, 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 you want, you want,
0: you want it, the pod days open? Oh, I, I, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm sorry, Dave, old chunk the possum. Says you can't come in. <laughs> no, j- uh, qui-
2: quippy How 9000 would like, oh no, yeah, so, so like, like bad, bad 2020s comedy How 9000 would like open the pod bay doors <laughs> oh, like no. a little bit and then close them and then like open them uh, a little bit and
0: then close them again. Yeah, anyway. yep. yep. yeah, psych, psych, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did find the, um, the, the, the villain of the piece, uh, third, the third drone to be like much more interesting than brother or sister and i wanted a lot more of them and um so i i thought that was uh interesting that i wish they we had a little bit more of them like they were like cast out of this like gas giant mm-hmm. and like you know h- how do they live on the gas giant and they're apparently like some sort of like you know this like race of robots or something it, 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 that that whole thing was like much more tantalizing than what we actually got
3: Mm.
2: Can I tell you something that's very uh very silly but it like plagues my mind now is sure. um uh our 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 mutual friend uh, Raquel S Benedict the most dangerous woman in speculative fiction um has <laughs> has made a a I- very trenchant criticism of a certain type of character where it's like it's like a bad guy or gal or Non-binary Person. pal who shows up uh, just to say like just to say villain monologues and how mm. tedious it is when a character just shows up to do villain monologues uh, and and I it's almost maybe like hesitant to to write interesting
1: villains <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so <laughs> I mean it's 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 like they took they 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 watched like The Incredibles which is a great movie and I think that Syndrome is a great villain because it's very meta, but it's also taken super super seriously within the story mm-hmm. right yeah but then you re- if you remove that seriousness and that sort of um uh attachment that that villain has to the story
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh y- you just get like a villain that just shows up like you know l- l- like uh, like, the, the the guy saying toasty in the, the, uh, (laughs) Mortal Kombat, except it's like a monologue, you know? Yeah. So, so
0: here, here's a weird, uh, connection I made that, uh, I, I've been uh, whenever I go to the comic book shop, uh, I, I've been buying. Uh, they have like dollar reprints of Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck <laughs> cartoons or comics. <laughs> hell rather. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And so from, uh, and I've been buying them for my daughter Tariq, and she's and she's been loving them. And one of the stories is where Mickey gets sh- uh, is they found a planet muncher and it turns out it's this giant thing that's you that has like nine nanites and is using is what? eating planets for the metal and stuff like that. It's basically this freaking story, but with Mickey Mouse <laughs> as the hero. Uh, so that that's, this story has like, so, does so Goofy become a silver surfer? He gets it the power better. cosmic. <laughs> it's,
1: I mean, M- did you M- like M- it more? Let's put it that I, way. I, I, I did. I, I do like okay. that story more.
0: M- Mickey goes, uh, is in this like crazy, like, uh, you know, nanobot, like, spaceship with doctor with a hologram of doctor whatever not it's you know it's not what's not gyro gear loose but it's the other doctor they have and it it, there's a planet muncher it's just like a it's it's it is much more interesting than this story i will say that (laughs) much so you know points points for the mickey mouse cart comics from like you know 30 years ago or whatever for 40 40 probably even longer.
1: Damn. <laughs> this story is owned by Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um but right. so I guess we could move on to the next one then. Yes, uh, please. I I don't want to like I don't want to really harp on like stuff that we don't particularly like, but I think that we needed to get that out of our system and, <laughs> in part because it's an overlong story and it it's is. a fairy it's a fairy it's based on a fairy tale that is very short. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh so then I guess the last one that we have in the short fiction category is Open House on Haunted Hill by John Wiswell. Uh which is um I mean, obviously, if you are just listening to the title tells you that it's supposed to be a riff on the house on haunt uh the house on Haunted Hill. Fuck. Yeah. Haunted yeah. Hill, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I for a minute there I, I I lost the courage of my convictions. Um <laughs> Um, or you, so, you gained
2: um, the courage of several glasses of uh, whiskey. Well, that, <laughs> that's, th- that's there's right. also that, yes. Liquid courage, um, <laughs>
1: liquid courage. That does not help with the titles. Um, so, uh, but this is a very cozy story, as you'd mentioned, Chris. Yeah. Uh, where, where actually the the haunted house actually wants new tenants. Yeah. It, it's not that it wants to keep them away. It's yeah. that they they want them to be here. And so, um, so uh, Chris, go ahead and and let us know, what did you think of the story?
0: Well, I mean, as in, by way of brief, uh, a summary, uh, it's kind of like, uh, so there's, there's a house one, uh, one three, three poisonwood Avenue and it's alive and it, it's been vacant for years and uh, there's a realtor who is, a bit, you know, has a fake sense and she's just like having people, there's literally an open house and um, there's a, a father and a daughter They've recently lost um, their mother figure, and uh, the house just really wants them to feel good. So uh, they, you know, the house, is doing everything in its, uh, you know, uh, spectral power to um, entice the family to buy the house. And um, I, you know, so uh, so I, I will say I am a big fan of the movies House on Haunted Hill. Uh, the both the the Vincent the original Vincent Price version. Plus, uh, in addition, and also the 1999 uh, uh, remake with uh, Jeffrey Rush. Uh, the when they were doing those uh, all those William Castle uh, remakes, um, that that one is a fun, uh, you know, cheesy 1990s. Is that, is that movie. the
1: one? Is that the one with Catherine Zeta Jones? Uh,
0: uh, no, uh, uh, Famke, Jensen, Fam, Famke Jensen. Is that? Oh, uh, Zenia Anatov from Goldeneye that's right um is yeah. that
2: is that the one where uh i god who is it is it like
0: Tay Tay Diggs is also in there I, jeffrey rush is the is the is the uh uh vincent price character i must be
2: thinking of another one there's a there, there there's a 90s haunted house movie where uh i want to say um uh oh gosh who's the guy that vanda something what's his name um Gosh, I'm totally blanking on his name. And some some like 90s teen heartthrob walks into a fireplace and is like, "Hey guys, check it out." And then like like a big thing swings down and like takes his head off. Is that, yeah, I oh. think
1: that's, that's, you're thinking of The Haunting. The Haunting. Which actually oh, had, yes. Which actually had Owen Wilson. Oh, yes. yes. And yes. I think it's Owen the, Wilson that you're talking about. I was about. thinking and of, of James yeah. Vanderbeek,
2: but you're right. It is Owen Wilson. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, anyway, so yeah, so, so I was primed to like, ooh, interesting, A House of Haunted Hill, but it's kind of not that at all. It's kind of just like the house is like, ooh, cozy. Like, I just want these people to live with me. And it's like, you know, I want, I, 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 I want, I really, like. You know, they've gone through a traumatic event. I really just really want to help them. And and it's just kind of just, it's really just, it's, you, you know, this is, this might be a controversial statement, but this is a very soy story. Like this is like, <laughs> this is a, a soy. Yeah. Um, didn't I, you know, there's, I, I did not like it, <laughs> but just getting down to it. I want to say, I, I have been trying to not say soy
2: because the point was made to me that it is coming out of like a fairly like super yes. gender normative, like arguably transphobic I, I thing. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not calling you out. I'm. I'm. I'm just saying. I'm trying. Calling, I'm trying to, yeah. to 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 banish it from my from my I, language.
0: I, there was numerous times where I bit my tongue and not said it during this this recording. <laughs> but I it, this story just draws it out of you. Look, <laughs> let me
2: let me let me defend the story a little bit, I think this is a very good gimmick that it came up with the idea of like haunted houses competing against each other and having (laughs) certain needs and like comparing themselves. I I think that that's a very good premise for something. Um, Everything after that premise didn't do anything for me. I didn't like the character of the house. The character, the character of the dad sucked,
0: super sucked.
2: That's a bad yeah. dad. I gotta say,
0: there's a moment. For, for, first of all, he has a skeptic podcast. Bleh, yeah, yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god, is he is he, is the dad Vouch?
3: yeah okay
2: so so no no hold on on i I, I, I seriously want to say the house praises the dad as being a good dad and there's a part where the dad is outright (laughs) spiteful to his daughter where he's like we're leaving you know why we're leaving because you did this and so why are we doing this because of this it's like no 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 no, that's not uh, that's not good parenting that's actually not just being frustrated that's being spiteful you can be frustrated with kids you shouldn't be spiteful with kids and that was spiteful so so i actually think this dude sucks he deserves to have his head cut off in the fireplace um so so he should have gone to hopefully he goes to one of the other uh more dangerous haunted houses and something terrible happens to him and he gets trapped forever um the daughter and the dad were like very i don't know flatly written the realtor mm-hmm. is like not written at all um I don't know it, it it actually to me it had a really promising setup like the like the first few paragraphs I was rever- I was I was actually like oh, yeah I'm I'm into this I've read a number of John Wiswell's stories I I was prepared to say that this was like the strongest of them um I'm not I'm not sure anymore it might it might still be in my opinion the one that I I've enjoyed the most um uh the uh the the vampire familiar one might might be a little bit better than it I'm not I'm not certain I forget the name of it this is this is something story Uh, again this story is not that this is yeah yeah this is not that story story. thank you yes thank you um but yeah yeah i I, i'm in agreement with chris it just like doesn't it doesn't do anything like the house isn't dangerous it doesn't what is it haunted by why is it haunted it doesn't yeah there's like it it opens the door to this like complexity that could be there that could be funny um I'm even very open to this being funny. Like like it it yeah. is kind of oh, funny yeah. this idea of like like you know haunted houses competing against each other. And then it just kind of makes it like it tries to make it touchy in a way that, like touchy feely in a way that's like not new. It's very generic where it's like oh isn't this girl cute and she's sad and she lost the lockout of her mom and it's And also there's also some real weird shit where it's like um <laughs> you you are to understand that these people are in mourning and um and the realtor is like oh did something happen to your wife and, he's, and the guy's like yeah she fell off the fire escape It sucked. <laughs> it's like whoa wait like th- these people should like this is the, <laughs> should be processing trauma that just being like oh yeah here's some uh here, here's some background details about our story To prepare you, I just want to point out that that
0: that that is the same backstory that Hurley has in uh, Lost. He he's upset because he thinks he's too too heavy because he collapsed the porch. And like a bunch of people got injured.
1: <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I'd forgotten that. Uh, sorry, uh, like like I I would forgotten all about that. In part because I do not want to remember that
0: I watched Lost. Uh, hey, um, okay, well we gotta have the Lost episode, but that's a we we should story. we
1: should probably yeah we should probably talk about lost at some point oh. but this is not that moment yeah oh, no. so, so
2: so hold on. i, I want to say something that we've been talking around a bit um most of these stories don't have much dialogue uh ba- no. badass moms does guide for working breeds is all dialogue um the others don't really have much dialogue to speak of if any there's a lot of back and forth dialogue in this mm-hmm. by which i mean Somebody says statement. Another person goes question about statement. A person goes elaboration statement. Uh, really? Yeah, absolutely. And it's very, it's, it's very uh, like high school drama production <laughs> scripts. Like it's, it's, yeah. does, it doesn't scan like a conversation, nor does it elide things that people say that you don't need to convey in text like you know how people complain about how nobody ever uh says goodbye when they're talking on the phone in a movie it's because you don't need to do that and it would be boring if everyone was like okay thanks goodbye i'll talk to you later (laughs) (laughs)
3: um
2: i'm imagining that in like uh in like a seven when when they get the phone call where he's like all right thanks
3: bye Um, anyway, this
2: story has Love you, man yeah, Whoops, <laughs> damn, Talk I can't believe I said that um, Yeah, th- this story has a lot of stuff where it's like Most of this dialogue could have been cut Except for one line that was essential And it's very like Daddy, I'm stuck on top of the stairs Oh no, excuse me, I need to go get her Honey, are you doing okay? And it's like, these. Are, this is a realistic conversation That people would have in real life But it's not edifying to read And it yeah. could have or been just- cut Way, way down. Actually, a good example of cutting dialogue down that this story could have uh, borrowed some elements from, I think, is the mermaid astronaut, which mm-hmm. usually cuts dialogue down to like one sentence or maybe yeah. one call and response. And yeah, I was into this story until it got to the dialogue, and then I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh,
3: so, uh, so, was... so, oh, can, ahead, can I?
1: Uh, I'm just like th- looking at this and going. Okay, so the house uh th- there's several instances where the ho- the house closes the door and then it says the heating oil isn't cheap. Okay, so okay, does this house know the concept of money? <laughs> it seems to. Yeah. I mean, the the thing here is that I I feel like the issue is that you know, like okay, so that opens up a whole new door. Uh, I guess the, the point here is that, okay, so you could say perhaps uh, people like it when it's you know warm inside the house or something to that effect rather than the heating oil isn't cheap because then it opens up the door like this house has been vacant for many years in 30. So who's paying for this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, where, where's this all coming oh. from? <laughs>
2: Oh, imagine if this story had incorporated more about other types of haunted houses, and imagine if this was in a neighborhood that was being gentrified, and it's complaining about like all the fucking haunted condos that are there, hey, and, out. Out. Hey, and it's like they can't even fit a secret room in there. It's a condo. It's got like three rooms. Like they, they just <laughs> built it. How can it be haunted? Nobody's even died there. <laughs>
1: all, the, all those haunted condos are to are, are to like to the very specific plans. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 all this. <laughs> There's saying, no secret passages. Nothing. There's a cafe downstairs.
2: How haunted could it possibly be? Yeah. The, Are the baristas
0: haunted? Yeah. What? The, the 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 haunted home association is just way overbearing. Uh, well, so and the the other thing that struck me was. Um I had this the the there's a daddy and, a, and there's a dad and a girl in this and the girl is supposed to be 4 years old and I you know up until recently I had a 4 year old in my house a 4 year old girl in my house and she is not nearly as uh precocious as the girl in this story where uh and and I said this uh you know in chatting with with you guys about this but like she you know she has some like quips that are very like very uh writerly right rightly as as we should say yes uh, uh, yeah
2: yeah, there's a lot of... Um... Epic bacon stuff that she yeah had. Yeah. Closer yeah. yeah. kind for of, the week. She's she's kind of like radical Edward from uh from uh, Cowboy Beaver.
0: <laughs> oh boy.
1: Not 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 the not the live action show. Oh we should boy. we should yeah. probably uh clarify. Uh, but yeah, like she says stuff like Closer for the week, which you know th- it, it actually like when I was reading this, I was thinking this is something that Calvin and Calvin and Hobbes yes. would say. Yes, not an actual child. And right. and I can tell you this from personal experience. You know why? Because when I was probably five or six, right? My parents had uh, one of their colleagues, uh, a, a teacher come over to the house and there was no thought process in my mind that is like, oh, well, I got, I got to show him how strong I am. It was like, no, you know, what we we'll express him, I'm going to be a frog. <laughs> I hopped in front of him and said Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit And that was the entirety of the Of the interaction And he was like, you know That rings oh, true well, okay. that, that definitely
2: yeah. that definitely rings true
1: Absolutely um, we, were, yeah, exactly. we were at dinner I mean,
2: tonight with uh, my 5 year old And my 2 year old and my 2 year old was running around the restaurant and i was trying to catch her and she ran up to somebody's table and and did a fit thi- like did it like like a kid thing along those lines where she made some <laughs> weird noises she's been making and then laughed and ran away yeah exactly when i was about four um i was riding in an elevator with my dad who worked at uh nbc at the time as uh, as a broadcast engineer and we were riding on the elevator with connie chung <laughs> um, who was a, uh, a, a uh, an, an NBC and then CBS anchor in, in, uh, the early nineties. Uh, and mm-hmm. I told her that I was going to bite her. When I was four, this is what, this is what four year olds do. They don't, they don't come up with like epic bacon comebacks to their dad. Um, They say very inappropriate, horrible things. And that, that you remember forever because four is old enough to remember what you say and
3: do.
1: Hence why I remember like with, with certain, with certain, like uh, uh, I guess, uh, I, I I think back and go like, oh, I did that, didn't I? <laughs> it's just like I'm gonna be a frog, so because <laughs> that's impressive.
2: Let let me say I'm a big sap, um, when it comes to kids. And the moment of this that did ring true to me that I wish it had done a lot more with was losing uh losing a thing that's important, mm-hmm.
3: the locket. Yeah, yeah. because
0: yeah.
2: and I'm sure that Chris can attest to this. It, your kids fall in love with the the stupidest things um and if they lose it it is the end of the world and they are so sad um there's like a turkish grocery store near us that we go and buy like you know weird import candies and stuff and one of them came with this tiny 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 little like plastic frog Um, and I had to keep track of this plastic frog and it was so fucking hard because it was like less than an inch by an inch. And I have spent at least an hour and a half of my life trying to find and locate this frog and then give it back to my daughter so she will go to sleep. Um, so when she lost the thing that was important, I was like, yeah, this speaks to me, but then the house just gives it back. And I was like, oh. Like you just, you kind of resolved the thing that was actually giving this some resonance to me. I don't know. It, it, it didn't do anything with it. Like it had, it had like stakes for a moment and I was like, oh, like I feel bad for the kid and this is like poignant and like they lost their mom. And then, and then it just didn't do anything Yeah, I mean,
1: it, it. that, that, I mean, and, and to be fair, like this is probably something that, um, like if they had included a scene where you know oh now you have to go into the spooky under yes, you know under yes. the house or whatever. Now we're talking yeah. about, you know you are also limited by word count. So, you know, I guess that's something that you have to think about. But, you know, in that case you cut other things. yeah I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there there's a
0: you know, there's a big build up to like that whole part. Like, you know, we didn't I don't know. There was a lot that could have probably been cut if they wanted to delve more into like the secret room that was you know there's some sort of like you know rumpelstiltskin spinning wheel type thing there and like that kind of stuff
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're right yeah it has like that whole uh like uh sleeping beauty like uh spinning wheel with the yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, why does uh, the kid
2: cut her hand like it doesn't yeah what's the payoff for that no, kids none. freak the fuck out when they hurt themselves. It sucks, oh, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes.
3: But
1: I mean, you know. In any case, um, I don't know. This, I, I, I'm, I'm sort of, um, like, I, I, I understand to a certain degree. I understand why all the stories that we've discussed so, so far um have have been on this ballot. And it, it, part of it is the fact that, you know, people were looking for stuff that's comfort um in a year that was not good. You know, like yeah. 2020 was just not good. All yeah. through. Yeah. You know, right. From well, maybe not all through, but definitely from March onward when COVID started. Yeah. So I, I get it. But at the same time, like all the stories here and I'm going to you know call back to you know, circle back to what I said before all the stories here have a certain tone to them yeah.
3: mm-hmm. which
1: is a very sort of safe tone um, right yeah and well, anytime that yeah. there's a a a moment where there might be stakes where there might be a danger uh it, it th- these stories shy away from that Right. And, and it's very weird to me but but go ahead go ahead I'm, I'm sorry
0: well, yeah, you're right. It, it's kind of just like, hey, we're just we're just playing around here. Like it's mm-hmm. every, you know, it's all good and, you know, everything will be okay in the end. It's just just, you know, we're we're just having fun here.
2: Yeah, to to me, to me these are all these are all good concepts for stories. Mm-hmm. Every single yeah. one of them is a good concept for a story. Um and they mostly lack the point where I think that a story at some point needs to grow beyond its concept, right? Like if, if you say, uh, what is, you know, star Wars about, oh, it's about, you know, this kid who finds out that he's got, you know, magic powers essentially. Oh, okay, cool. But. It, but then it grows beyond that. If it never grows beyond that, it's not it's not remarkable. It's not interesting because you you know exactly what's going to happen. Okay, maybe not when you watched Star Wars in 1977. But, you know, <laughs> if you watch it now because it's a Star Wars type film, if you watch, you know, Arag- uh, a- like uh, Aragon, you know, it's like, oh, okay, it's Star Wars. Cool. Gotcha. Um, uh, this is something that I always enjoyed about uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show was it would set up a very obvious premise and then go beyond where you expect the premise to end right so for instance uh there's a part there's an episode where uh Buffy's mom uh starts dating a guy and he's like very like pushy and demanding and kind of abusive and you're like okay so Buffy's going to fight this guy and some weird shit's going to happen with him uh, but then what the episode does is she kills him and he comes <laughs> back because he's a robot. And it turns out that he's a robot that was built in the 1950s by like a weird <laughs> guy. And it's like it it goes way beyond the obvious concept. And uh, none of these stories for me really go beyond the obvious concept. Um, and that's my biggest issue with all of them is it's like. If you know the concept and it's just the most obvious story about that concept, I I. I almost don't want to read them at that point. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, you could just tell me the concept like, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's about a little uh, free library where fairies give gifts through it. Although t- again, to its credit that, that that's one of the like two stories that I feel like did exceed its, its concept. If it had just mm-hmm. been about giving gifts and then you get a magical gift at the end and it ends, I would have been like, oh, okay, what, like whatever. So,
0: yeah, well, uh, yeah. I mean, to, to, to that, um you know point it it, you know all of these stories about half of the story is even just getting to the whole like concept itself yeah like you know yeah like it it feels like they these were be would be much more effective uh I, i mean i guess except for the the uh uh the robot uh uh chat log story um but like the rest of them you know, it takes about almost half the story to just get to the whole idea of the story where like, if you would just jump in right from the start, you would have more room to uh, expand and go beyond like the concept, like you said.
1: Yeah. I mean, to your point, like, I think that a lot of these are very controlled stories, right? Uh, They feel very safe Mm -hmm. in the sense that the, the, the way that they're written is exactly, you know, like what you're lamenting is exactly like, uh, it's not a, a, it's not, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not m- a bug. It's a feature. It's a feature. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately it's, it's, yeah. it's a feature, not a bug. Yeah. Uh, which is that they're just trying to sort of manage a, an emotion and get you to that emotion mm-hmm. and, and maintain that emotion. And, and I guess that's fine. If you can, Actually, get to an emotion that feels i don't know authentic, yeah, because a lot of these really shy away from the more sort of uh, stuff that would be um complicated that would complicate the the initial um you know like the initial concept a little bit
2: yeah think about the uh what was it uh the little goddess that we that we talked about by ian mm-hmm. Ian mcdonald is that it Ian mcdonald yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um,
1: you got
2: it where it's like the initial the initial obvious story is okay it's about it's about a girl who has to pretend to be a goddess in this like cyberpunk ish world okay cool but then about half of the story that ends and it goes off in a whole different direction
1: that's- yeah, she has to like fucking like like. There's some sort of political upheaval. She has to leave. Yeah, you know, and, and she has to figure out what her life is after that. Right,
2: and granted, and, and- that's a novel. Avail- Sorry, go ahead. I'll shut up.
1: No, no, it, no. You're you're absolutely right. It is. It 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 does get the space that it needs. But but it does start with. Okay, she's a she's a little goddess. We know that you know. Obviously, she's the character that's gonna win this competition or whatever. This this rite of passage, but then that's not the end of it. You know? Could you imagine how boring that story would have been? Like, <laughs> well, and then then she's the little goddess, and she has to hold court and blah blah blah. And you're like, no. okay, this. Oh my god, no.
2: Yeah, there's like a real um, – I don't know. There's a, it's a, for, for, for me with these stories, there's a real disconnect between where the actual potential for telling a story lies. The actual potential is not within the concept. It's around the concept. The, the concept is – the the framework around which you build the story it's about a mm-hmm. it, it, you know kiki's delivery service is about uh you know a trainee witch it's not just about a trainee witch it's about a bunch mm-hmm. of other shit that happens around that right like
3: mm-hmm. all
2: the stories that we love are not just about the concept if they were you could just hear the concept and be like okay yep i know everything that, that's going to happen in that story and uh, these feel a little bit too much by and large like yep i know what's going to happen in that story nothing feels too threatening or off-putting or or i i i don't know what to make of that it's and the last thing i'll that I'll, I'll say is um i think it would be fine if one or two of the stories on the ballot were like this but it's very perplexing to me that all six of them are essentially like that And I don't really understand it. Like I would expect there to be other, you know, like one or two like that. And then some other stuff that was drastically different. Like it, it, it does stand out to me. Like there's nothing from like analog. There's nothing nothing from Asimov's. There's nothing from Clark's world.
1: Um, Well, I mean, we we do get a little bit of that in the novel. True. true, Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. But, but, you know, uh, and, and, and to your point, like I, I, as you're, you're talking about that, Kurt, I can't help, but think about like that that Scorsese quote that everyone got really mad at him about. And it's like, yeah, this is like a theme park, ride, right? Right. They're, they're, they're trying to manage like this emotional thing and keep it sort of consistent throughout the, yeah. the, the the ride. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's fine for a theme park, but this is not a theme park. And, and I have to wonder if that's something like, like that's an aesthetic that's sort of leaking into from the outside into like short fiction
3: mm-hmm. um
1: because like honestly at the at the novelette level even um i think the only thing that i felt was similar in tone to this uh I, and to be fair i i didn't read everything uh but like um you know we do have the helicopter story there by isabel fall which is you know uh it definitely is is thumbing its its nose at sort of like the mill you know military science fiction idea but like something like burn or the episodic life of sam wells feels very much like the same tone as these stories. Um and uh, I would say that even something like Two Truths and a Lie, which uh, was written by Sarah Pinsker, is somewhat horror, but also not quite there. It's disturbing, but not it's creepy or and or disturbing, but not horror altogether. And it's really trying to manage uh, a a specific type of emotion throughout. Mm. I can't speak to Monster by Name with Chris her in the novelette category or the inaccessibility of heaven. I did read the pill, which felt very visceral and very uh true, although uh from what I was reading when um Ellison posted it, uh, because it's no sadly she was unable to keep it up for a long time. Um Basically, it's the same, like the pill is a, the synopsis is that, you know, fat people can take a pill and then become thin. And basically they just sort of vomit and or shit out all the the fat in their body and then become thin. Um, but they keep on taking the pill. And from what I was reading about it uh, from other people there was like, oh, this is just basically... Sort of like the pill is basically a metaphor for bariatics, uh, bariatics, uh, surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it, that did feel like I, I did read it when she posted it and it did feel very visceral and, and like, you know, it felt real, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. there was some emotion there, <laughs> you know, um, but, uh, do we want to talk about the other stuff, uh, briefly? Yeah.
2: We can th- yeah let's definitely uh, so should we do our 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 predictions for this uh for this yes. category do, or yeah, or should we should we just run down the list real fast because we're um, we're kind of longish we're like we're like an hour 30 uh I mean maybe uh, we should uh, just run um, down um, the um, list and and lump these in with the others as we run through and do our bad predictions.
1: Uh, I am fine with either one. So let's what you know let's what let's that. just go ahead and run run down the list and uh so so uh let me see here i like best novelette uh we have burner the Episodic episodic life of sam Wells as a super by a.t greenblatt helicopter story by isabel fall the inaccessibility of heaven by elliot de bodard um monster by naomi kritzer who also wrote the little free library the pill by meg ellison two truths and a lie by sarah pinsker um We have best novella come tumbling down by Sean and McGuire. I believe that that's a continuation of the, um, the wayward children series that she's writing, which is like all this, basically the premise is that all the fairy tale children uh, have like a place that they get together. Um, I don't know. That's kind of the Witcher too.
2: So I, I think if I can interrupt, I think we should do, one category and then the next category, rather than doing hmm. them them all at once and then running through. Okay, so that's fair. So we, we did novelette. I think that that we, we should do our our novelette uh, predictions.
1: All right. So what do you? Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I think that um, in my estimation, do we want to go with first? Who we think will win or or who we want. We will win versus who we think will win yeah. after that. Okay. So honestly, like for me, I wish that helicopter story would win, uh, but I am absolutely certain that two truths and a lie will probably win.
2: I'm going to go with helicopter story for should and also will win. Hmm.
0: I, I I also say helicopter story should win, um, and uh, my guess is the pill will win. Okay,
1: all right. Best novella. So uh, I had mentioned come 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 tumbling down by Shauna McGuire, The Empress of Salt and Fortune by Nguy Vo, Vo uh, Finna by Nino Cipri, uh, Ring Shot by P Jelly Clark, Riot Baby by Toshi Onyabuchi. And upright women wanted by Sarah Gailey. All right, so in this case, uh, what I uh,
3: what I think will win will be uh, Riot baby,
1: and what I want to win is Ring shout.
2: I think that. What I want to ring win is win, ring shout only because P. J. Clark is the only one that I've actually read, you know, more than one or two things from. Uh, I think that Upright Women Wanted will win, and I I base <laughs> that purely on the title. Um, I've I've mm-hmm. noticed that Hugo voters seem to be very um, focused on like buzzy titles, and I I haven't read any of these, but that seems like the buzziest title. So that's my dumb prediction.
1: Okay, Chris.
0: Yeah, uh, these are complete shots in dark. I have not read any of these. Uh, I'm not familiar with them at all. Um, I I like the title "Empress of Salt and Fortune," so that mm-hmm. would be the one I would prefer to win. Uh, my guess is Riot Baby wins.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, and uh, full disclosure, I, I the only one of the novellas that I've read is is actually Ring Shout and P. Jelly Clark rocks. Okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, let's move on to best novel. So by the way uh, tour.com
0: completely uh dominating best novella
1: <laughs> I didn't notice that well, Jesus I mean, Christ yeah 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 absolutely i mean but you know the, i think that they're the main the main um main, market um, that is really pushing novellas as a as a form which is fine um but uh hopefully you know the, that means that it it causes other uh, you know, presses to really try to take risks yeah. uh, on novellas. <clears throat> but anyway, so best novel. Uh, we have Black Sun by Re- Rebecca Roanhorse. The City We Became by N.K. Jemisin. Hero the Ninth by Tamson Muir. Uh, Network Effect by Martha Wells. Piranesi by Susanna Clark. And The Relentless Moon by Mary Robinette Cowell. Um, so this is difficult because honestly, um, I really, I mean, I know that Susanna Clark has won a Hugo before, but I really, really, really want her to win again. Uh, I suspect that the city we became will win <laughs> That's that was yeah. my
2: prediction is, is exactly. I, Same here. I, I haven't read Piranesi, but Susanna Clark is unimpeachable in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. She's written all she's written two novels and an and anthology. And I've read one of the novels and some of the anthology and it was absolutely pristine. So I am confident that in two months when I have when I have read Piranesi, I'll be like, that should have won. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so let's I, go back to short story shall yeah. we or, or chris did you want to chime no. in or
0: well i, I just want to say that i did read the nk jemisin story that i guess sprouted the the novel and so mm-hmm. I, I i do expect that to win um but yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> i
1: remember i think I, I i i sent you that story yes actually. you did <laughs> um
2: oh is that uh, is that that's at the omelas one is it
1: No, it's uh, The City Born Great. Okay, thank God. Um, I I can send you that link uh, later on. (laughs) So do we circle back to uh, our short story prediction and what we want to win versus what we think will win? Mm -hmm. Um, Let me see. Wow. Um, Like, honestly... I, I sort of want Little Free Library to win. Um, but I suspect shit. I'm not entirely sure <laughs> if Open House is gonna win or badass moms is gonna yeah, win. God damn it.
2: That's, it's gonna be badass moms. It's gonna
0: you
1: be. Fucking yeah.
2: Know.
3: It's gonna <laughs> be. You know it's gonna be.
2: The title, man. The title. It's it's gonna be the title. It's such a smart move. To just tell you what the story is in, in the title when it comes to Hugo voting. Um, I actually think that I'm going to say I want Mermaid Astronaut to win. I would be fine if Little Free Library won too. I think that those two are the closest to what I think a, a short story should be. Um, okay. And I, I have issues with both of them, different issues with each one. But I think they're the, they're the closest. But I do think that Badass Moms is going to win.
0: Yeah. yeah, my 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 preference would be a little free library to win as well, but I, my prediction is badass moms will will probably win. Yeah,
1: and, and to be fair, like uh, I I uh, I only think of open house and haunted hill because it's one all it's already won the nebula, uh,
0: um,
1: and it's it's been like on a bunch of best of type of lists and whatnot. So that's the only reason that I I thought of it. But I I do think that badass moms will probably win. Um, uh, Do we want to do the best series? I haven't read any of these, so Uh, I have
2: have no opinion.
1: (laughs) Yeah, me neither. Honestly, I I have not read any one of these. I've read
2: some of the best related work, though. Um,
1: Yeah. Okay. So we we could we could probably so uh, best related go,
2: work is confusing to me because best related work is is basically anything can be anything <laughs> at the Hugo's.
1: That so, is a very strange uh, thing. So it's got go it's got uh, a translation of
2: Beowulf, which I which which I liked. It was it was controversial. Uh, this is the was one the, uh, the bro with with bro bro. Yeah. Oh, uh, have you heard that, about? That? Like I don't know that it's the translation that I want, but I support it existing. Um, and then it's got two conferences, I believe. It's got Conzelman con Fringe and and FIACON. and those are mm-hmm. like just like conventions. Like, conventions, yep. yeah. So uh, and then it's got uh, George Railroad Martin can fuck off into the sun or the Hugo 2020 Awards, uh, the Hugo 2020 Hugo Awards Ceremony Ragebug Edition by Natalie Lors. Um, it's got a handful of Earth, a handful of Sky, The World of Octavia E Butler by Linell George. And then the last Brony a fandom autopsy by Jenny Nicholson, which is a YouTube video.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I which I actually watched, I think, uh a while back. It, uh, Jenny Nicholson's always a, a good time, but uh I'm not entirely sure that that I cared about <laughs> too much about the Brony Um so what do you think, Kurt? <sighs> I think
3: <laughs> I think
2: that Beowulf should win <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know why um because <laughs> uh, it, it certainly is the most uh effort that went uh, that went into a a a work i struggle with like the, a, a conference being a work i guess that's like very that is very uh postmodern i i suppose yeah. that oh. a, a, an event can be itself literature um i feel
1: convention. yeah <laughs>
2: yes exactly yeah um, I think that either uh, Fiacon or um, George R R Martin can fuck off into the sun, or the 2020 Hugo Awards ceremony rage blog edition are going to win. And let me just say that that essay isn't even good. It's wrong. It's like it it fucks up a bunch of stuff. Like it gets a bunch <laughs> of stuff wrong. Like you know what? You can write hot takes and 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 they're they're hot takes. and You can get them wrong, and that's what they're for. But like if something is just flat out incorrect. I don't like what what's the point of holding it up for an award where it's like I, you know what like i don't want to crit a lot like i don't want to criticize natalie allers for writing it i think that her anger was you know legitimate and in a lot of ways i think it was very valid i think that it was misplaced you know she blames mm-hmm. she she blames george R. R martin for a lot of stuff that frankly is the the fault of of the organizers it, it's you know they Basically, it's a call out slash call in of the fact that George R.R. Martin and a couple of other speakers, you know, talked about um, John Campbell and mispronounced a bunch of names. It's like, you know, as, as someone who has organized events, name pronunciation is squarely the responsibility of the organizers, not the speaker, especially for mm-hmm. a pre-recorded thing. If that gets fucked mm-hmm. up, that happens. And it's not the fault of the speaker. It's the fault of the organizers. So if anything, it should be you know the 2020 hugo awards organizers should fuck off and in, in, into the sun um it should not yeah. be you know george R. R. martin who just showed up like he doesn't fucking need to do yeah. that you know he's a he's a guy in a sailor hat but like what the yeah. fuck does he know
0: um <laughs> so, conductor hat a choo-choo hat um I, I i will say uh i haven't read it but um i'm definitely interested in reading the book about octavia butler because uh, i've read the pattern pattern series and that series was fucking cool as shit so um i would definitely be interested in that so i hope that wins
1: yeah i mean uh, honestly like there's a lot of good stuff here and i i'm certain uh to, to your point kurt i i am absolutely certain that uh like, I, I wish, yes, a handful of Earth and a handful of sky, the world of Octavia E. Butler would win. But I am almost positive that, yes, I think that George R. R. Martin can fuck off into the sun. That blog post, which is, as you mentioned, Kurt, uh, it's incorrect. And to uh, Natalie Lur's credit, she did make some corrections, which then invalidate her initial argument. Um, she spends three uh,
2: paragraphs being mad about him mispronouncing the name, and then she misspells somebody's name in the <laughs> article. Like uh, you know well, what? Like and, you and, fucking and later, that happens, right? That's an honest mistake. Yeah. But it's an well, honest and mistake. And later
1: on, else does it too? Yeah. Like like later on, she says she says, "Oh well, so so and so told me that he also mispronounced, uh, you know, white." white uh uh, women authors and you're like okay so you know did we need to go into the very like we could probably just say george r R. martin unprofessional doesn't know how to pronounce even his own character's names uh easier to probably uh, get behind than like, Oh, George R. R. Martin, the guy who advised everyone back during the sad, rabid puppies debate to, you know, strategize and had actually that that was the, uh, that was the, um, the origin story for the, the losers party that he, a lot of people got mad at him about later on. Um, So, you know, I'm not saying that you can't fuck up at the end. And George R. R. Martin was unprofessional by not, you know, pronouncing stuff. But to your point, Kurt, yes, the organizers could have been like, "Uh, Georgie, uh, we need to do another take on that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's move on to best graphic story or comic. Haven't read any of them. Me neither.
2: Uh, I read uh, I read here. I, I read the first two volumes of Monstrous. It was okay. I didn't really care for it that much. Uh and mm-hmm. I like Ghost Spider the character, but I haven't actually read this mm-hmm. volume. So Gotcha. I'm gonna go with uh Monstrous uh should and will win.
0: That's what I'll go with. I don't know. <laughs> okay.
3: All right. Yeah, I,
0: I, yeah, it's just Kyron gillen I, I i've read some of his stuff but not not this stuff but um he i feel like he's kind of uh he's he's leaned into um a, an area of comics that are very much uh uh like catering to people who would vote for hugo awards huh. if that makes sense <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah
3: yeah
1: i gotcha um so yeah i i you know what i'll take your i'll take your cue kurt i i think that um like i think that monstrous uh i i've seen the artwork and it looks very cool i i have not read it's cool it. it should be a
2: horror comic and it's really not that's my main mm-hmm. beef with it is like it it's it's one of those things kind of this is kind of my complaint with like giddy the ninth is like it feels like it should be horror and it's kind of not and and i get Mm -hmm. why it's not but it's also as someone who is like cool gross horror stuff is a little disappointment to me
1: yeah i gotcha i mean yeah uh yeah i i also think that uh getting the ninth uh the the pushback against like oh it's not ya and it's like it's ya i'm sorry (laughs) but you know whatever man i don't know i'm not i'm not gonna die on that hill it doesn't matter uh, to me, at least. It doesn't matter. Uh, best dramatic presentation long
2: form Should win. Eurovision. Will win. Soul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
3: uh, All right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I sort of liked Birds of Prey. I have not watched Eurovision. Uh, I saw the old guard. Uh, I don't. I don't ask me to remember what the old guard was about. I know it has Charlize Theron in it. Come it's
0: Greg Rucka. It's it's you know badass woman with an alcohol problem, and she's a badass fighter. That's it's Greg yeah. Rucka's.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's straight out of like the Whedon uh, handbook, right? It, yeah. it's strong women characters that are literally strong. Uh, it, it's sort of like okay, whatever, it's fine. Um, but I, I don't, I I barely remember the Old Guard. Uh, Palm Springs never saw, Soul never saw, Tenet never saw. Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, Um, I'm going to say that, uh, uh, shit, (laughs) honestly, like, uh, Birds of Prey should
3: win, Uh, the Old Guard will win, I don't know. I don't care. Chris, go ahead. Uh,
0: yeah, I I soul was okay, but there was a lot of like it's one of those things where, like while you're watching it, it's like oh this is right. enjoyable, but then like afterwards you're like oh well there's some really weird issues with it. Um, <laughs> you know, purely as a like um you know speculative fiction type thing, Tenant probably should win because like you know I, I it's it's got some. Big ideas and you know some interesting, really cool things, but um yeah i I, I think uh Soul is prob- will probably win. I agree with Kurt
1: All right, all right, so let me uh move on to the next one here. uh best dramatic presentation short form: Doctor Who, the Expanse uh, She Ra and <laughs> the Princesses of Power, The Mandalorian Chapter thirteen, the Jedi the The Mandalorian Chapter sixteen The Rescue <laughs> What <laughs> yeah. the good place whenever you're ready okay um all right, uh, I have not watched many of these. I do have to uh, say that I watched The Good Place and The Mandalorian. I don't remember what the rescue is, but um, the
2: rescue is the last episode where Luke Skywalker is it the, shows the last up. One? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: They
3: nominated okay. the
2: wrong fucking one. The best, the best episode of that is The Believer, uh, yeah. which, which is basically a remake of the movie Sorcerer. Or um, Chris, what's the
1: earlier version of that?
2: Uh, God, Wages of Wages Fear. Wages of Fear. Thank you. It's basically a remake of Wages of Fear with uh whatever
1: Which one which one is that? Because I I that's, I've only watched it once. The they like trans- they have
2: to, they, they 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 hijack like this these like transports oh. carrying like like explosive minerals and they have to infiltrate uh like an imperial base with um what's that comedian's name? Um uh Bill, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Bill he, Burr. yeah Bill Burr. and it's it's and, and they, they have to try to pass as uh as you know like like, like, like a stormtrooper empire like, yeah imperials. Yeah. Um yeah yeah that's the best episode of the season. Neither of these ones were any fucking good. The no. Jedi yeah, no. is a backdoor pilot for what could be a show, what could be a good show about uh Ahsoka starring um Rosario Dawson, and which, the, but, which which they are doing, which they are doing, uh, but the episode itself yeah. is not very good. That no. the episode, the rescue, was okay, but no, the Believer is the good episode. That's the best episode it, of that season, not yeah. those other two. So, yeah. so I say and, fuck and, to and them honestly, for both and, of them.
3: And
0: the Good Place lost its way like a couple seasons in, where it, you know, it suffered from Mike Mike Sure uh, disease, <laughs> where it's like, you know, oh, by the way, all, I love all these characters. Yeah. They don't have flaws. Uh, <laughs> God, yes. What, what will what, win the, is uh, the rescue. What should win? No award. Well, I don't know. The <laughs> expanse.
3: I, I I you know I, what I, I, Kurt, I think the, the, have, the expanse
0: is probably like the best science fiction going on right now, but um like science fiction television is probably the expanse. So I I, I think that should win personally.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Stupid joke, uh, I have Bezos. not watched any any of the expanse. So I think I'm gonna go. Kurt, you have inspired me. <laughs> I'm going to go with what should win is no award. Okay. (laughs) Um, I think what will win is uh, The Good Place. Oh, God, I hope hope
2: not. I hope not.
1: I mean, uh, I'm just going by what is on the ballot for short fiction. So The Good Place, whenever you're ready, seems like a very safe, very uh, in tune with that type of vibe, right? Yeah
2: that's right can i make a
1: suggestion um i
2: think that we should i think that we should do uh editor short form and then rap because i have i have no i have no opinion whatsoever on the rest of it <laughs> yeah yeah it's fine Green. yeah
1: yeah I, i'm i'm fine I, i'm i'm not interested in in like really getting into any of the other stuff because uh i mean obviously like uh what is it the i probably like for best Semi-prozine, which is a weird. It
2: sounds. Category. It sounds like a drug that's used to treat some terrible disease. <laughs> <gasps> it,
0: it sounds like. Ask it your sounds like a sh- Semi-prozine is right for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it sounds like the the the, the drug from RoboCop yeah you know?
3: <laughs>
1: Um. But anyway, uh, I think editor short form, we have Neil Clark, uh, Clark's World, obviously, Ellen Datlow, uh, the legend, C.C. Finlay, who was uh, up until recently uh, doing the magazines of fantasy and science fiction, Merle Lafferty and S.B. Divya, who did Escape Pod. Uh, Jonathan Strawn, who's an editor uh, at Tor in general,
3: a, a prolific
2: uh, anthologizer. Also, it must be said. yes.
1: Also, like the the made to order anthology that the um, the uh, what, what was the name of the goddamn story <laughs> uh, guide uh,
2: uh, guide to working breeds guide to
1: the working breeds. Uh, he he anthologized that one, <sighs> and he's also in charge of the new best of science fiction. I think. Um, Taking off taking over the mantle from uh Gardner the, the late Gardner de Um and Sheila Williams, who's the editor of Asimov's magazine. Uh so what what do you feel, folks? I
2: would be happy with anybody, honestly, in this. Uh, honestly, they're all um, they're all to my mind, they're all they're all good editors. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like um uh I feel like Neil Clark and Sheila Williams probably have the most unique sensibilities. Um, and so one of them would probably be my pick because they are to my mind, kind of contrapoints to to um, or like contra temps. I, I, I don't know how the right, uh, the right terminology is. And I'm a few beers in uh, to like what most of my complaints are about contemporary sci-fi and fantasy. Um mm-hmm and I feel like they're kind of keeping some of what I prefer alive while also pushing it to advance. So they would be one of them would be my pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Sheila Williams just because I, you know, I I do read Asimov's periodically and I have been impressed and also a little dismayed by how little recognition it gets. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like Ellen Datlau is probably a safe bet.
1: Yeah. I'm, yeah i totally agree with that um so uh shit uh i think honestly um c, c. finlay for uh his stint at the uh, magazine science fiction fantasy should uh, or magazine of fantasy and science fiction should probably be the one that wins um i think that you're Probably uh, a safe bet with Ellen Datlow, th- who will win. Um, and that's it for me. Chris. What do you think? I, I have uh, no opinion on either any of these people. <laughs> no
0: award. I, I, I got to admit, this is I, this is the first time I've realized that uh, Clark's world is not named after Arthur.
2: Uh, right, Clark. I, had so. that, that was, I went to that same revelation about a year ago, and it is still funny to me that there's a guy named Clark and it's his world. <laughs> we're just fucking living in it,
1: man. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, don't feel bad. For the longest time, I was certain that the Hugo Awards were named after Victor Hugo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not Hugo Gernsback back. <laughs> uh, so, so don't feel too bad about that. All
0: right, thanks. Um, and,
1: and it, was that it? Because I yep. think that that I I uh, can't even
2: that, offer an intelligent opinion on anything else.
1: <laughs> no. Honestly, no. Yeah, like even the video games are like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, there, there's not much. I played
2: Spirit It was, um, clever, but ultimately kind of conventional in that like indie game way i do think that it's mm-hmm. it and hades just because they are the more independent games deserve to win it really it really pisses me off to see so much you know like triple a studio like they don't need to win fucking hugo Awards. Yeah. who cares last of us who gives a shit i mean, yeah. I
0: mean last of us part two like came out and like went away within like a week yeah like i didn't hear anything about it i i, I will say i, I uh, of these games the only one i've actually played was blaze ball <laughs> if believe it or not
3: um interesting
0: and uh it's you know it's fun i can't imagine doing it weeks a week after week after week um it's kind of just like you know it's an interesting kind of like non-fantasy fantasy kind of baseball kind of thing um, is that like the kooky yeah. fantasy
2: baseball where it's like it is, where it's like spe- yeah. stats like like uh, stick
0: to itiveness or whatever? <laughs> that's that's easy, exactly right. So yeah, there's there's some there's some interesting writing for that. Um, so I, I I like that. I like baseball. That was that was interesting.
1: Interesting. I I played my share of Hades, as it uh, was probably attested in previous episodes. Um, I really. Uh, I hope that that wins, but I I also think that Animal Crossing will win.
2: I think Last of Us Part Two game. will win.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. I think that that's it for me because I, I'm gonna tap out on on the rest of it. Uh, yeah.
2: We've been going for so, yeah, long, I, I, so I, we've been going for so long that I'm actually sobering up. <laughs> I
3: <don't> yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I have been continuing drinking, so uh, I have. We not just passed two hours. Up, so. There we go. Just there. <laughs> there we go all right so um yeah I, I i guess last thoughts uh anything that uh that you you wanted to get off his chest after reading these
0: i want more mm. variation of tone and style in the short fiction uh yeah
2: i want
3: i want yeah. i
0: want something more challenging that's like yeah. Yeah, that just it's not like a rewrite of a fantasy or or, or a fairy tale. Yeah, um, I'd like to
2: see more analog and more Asimovs in the short fiction, because I think that although they have their own like peccadilloes and quirks that they kind of pursue, I do think that it would be nice to get a mix of, you know, the more tour styled stuff and the more you know, late nineties, early 2000s styled sci-fi and see them side by side instead of like one yeah. or the other, it's, it feels very, it feels very out of step with what contemporary sci-fi actually is. It feels like, it feels like one style of sci-fi and fantasy gets all the buzz, even though it represents mm-hmm. a relatively small section of the market, right? Like, like Asimov's and, and Analog still have considerable subscriber bases. It's not like they're, you know, forgotten. It's just that the, you know, if you go on Twitter Twitter is a busy box for publishing, where you know it's like yeah. whoever is on Twitter gets all the attention because it's easy to get to them, and I, I think that Asimov's and analog are much less online focused for good and for ill. so
1: so I I, I to your point, Kurt, I think that what is hurting um, uh, you know magazines a uh, fancy science fiction, Asimov's analog is the fact that they're print. Yeah. And they're not shareable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and uh like it, it, if anything we've seen several, you know, several uh entries from uncanny which is, you know, completely online, nothing wrong with that, but you know, it, it becomes very shareable. Uh it, it's weird that uh, Clark's World is not on here. And and I mean partly it may be that this is a um an anomalous year simply because of the COVID, and everyone was feeling like, you know, it was the worst time ever, and we needed comfort. Um, and I, I don't know if that will carry forward. Uh, but to your point, Kurt, I do think that, uh you know, from what I've seen in the last couple of years, like Asimov's uh, magazine, uh, a fantasy and science fiction analog have fallen by the wayside they're publishing good uh, shit part,
2: i read you know I, I don't i don't read i, I don't I, I get analog every issue and i don't read it cover to cover each, each time but if i pick something it's good usually like and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. cool yeah it's a good you know sci-fi fantasy
1: story mm. yeah i mean uh i've read my share of reprints from analog and and you know i, I have not been disappointed the problem is they need uh, to rename it digital yeah. Yeah, I think that that's that's the thing. It's it's the shareability of it. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, uh, you were saying, Chris.
0: I was just going to say that that's a that's a good point. as I need to <laughs> wrap it up?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think so too. All right. So, uh, gents, uh, where can we find your 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 stuff?
2: You know where to find my stuff. But let me just say, actually, the short story <laughs> that should win is uh, i sexually identify as the i sexually identify as a tech helicopter controversy uh by mm. june martin uh, published on uh by a blood knife which is a website that i've never heard of and have no affiliation with um <laughs>
1: <laughs> amazing yeah. and uh you, well.
2: you can find that website that i've never heard of before at Bloodknife.com. i imagine
1: you've heard yes I, yes so i've, I've heard. heard i've heard that as well um all right um so in that case i think uh we'll 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 say goodbye and thanks for listening in to this mega mm-hmm.
3: episode
1: of Hugo predictions um folks thanks for listening in and we'll catch you next time on podside
2: goodbye